to be continued, a fanboy podcast. Please follow us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also catch us on the various platforms such as iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and our newly minted YouTube channel. That's to be continued, a fanboypodcast.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I'm getting to that! Please remember to like and subscribe, and as always, a five-star rating is appreciated. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Welcome back. This is To Be Continued, fanboy podcast covering your fanboy fashions. You're not going to learn anything, but if you stick around... You'll have some fun. Exactly. I'm Jonathan Frakes. And I'm Jonathan Frakes. I'm Jonathan Frakes. And I'm Jonathan Frakes. Welcome to our room of requirement. (laughs) Where... It's a shadowy place filled with every object. How we did that in. come about? The room of requirements. <laughs> like what, Jonathan or- Frakes? What's the origin? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I almost wish we didn't have to get into it, but we have to get into it now. Yes, false. Oh, so yes, false. No. <laughs> well, I, John, um, I we was, are on a schedule. Here. We are on a schedule here, but <laughs> tight schedule. Uh, we were, we were uh, in my. On, on the forum, I, I, I go to Superhero Hypes. I, I made a whole thread just for this Jonathan Frakes nonsense that's happening now. And so I go, you know, one of the things I love, me and Ed have always talked about, is like, I love that he seems to live in this shadowy domain. Sanct- sanctum Sanctorum. Exa- and that's exactly the word he used. His, his own Sanctum Sanctorum filled with whatever items he needs Props. to tell his story. And this guy responded, uh, who was one of the moderators on Super High, uh, uh, who goes under the handle Schlosser85, shout out to Schlosser85, says, it's his room of requirement. <laughs> Anything he needs is there to tell the story. If he's chopping... The corner he- drugstore is a magical place. <laughs> and of course, like in front of him is a, is a prop of like, it's a whole chemistry set. It's a set. whole chemistry set, exactly. He's like, you know, there's nothing brings people together more. Than- Making movies has become... Easier than ever, and he's holding a camcorder. Digital camcorder. <laughs> Welcome to TBC. If Here. it was today, he would have like a little laptop. Being a music producer is nothing now. It's, it's, it's easier than it's ever been. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. We're back here uh, after some hiatus. Uh, some of us have been on vacation. And some of us have been trying to stay cool. Not you, Ed, because I got to tell you, you... Uh, You're the traveling. You were saying that you were trying to... Yeah. You were up in Cape Cod. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we were in New England. You were in New England, and you were avoiding sharks, right? But I got news for you. You got bit up by something else. You, you're, Your scalp is, like, very Freddy Krueger. You have no idea. <laughs> I And I can't tell if it's, like, the mosquitoes or the sand fleas or whatever, or the chiggers. They will eat whoa. you up. <laughs> whoa. Whoa, Ed. I didn't know you felt that way about certain groups. Wait a minute. Mississippi Jim here. What did you say? What did you just say? You heard me right. Chiggers. Chiggers. Oh, okay. All right. All right. God damn. I know. I know about them. I know. I know about them. I know plenty. (laughs) Chigger, please. Chigger, please. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm on. I'm on some medication to 
to bring down the the, the swelling. And that's why you're and that's why you're getting so loose with the language. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're here for a very specific reason. Yeah, we were gonna, just going to come in and do an editing on a previous episode. Yeah, but uh, uh, the but, internet uh, once again. Yeah, forget the internet. The universe. The universe decided. Oh hey, you thought you were going to talk about Matrix Four this week? Uh-uh. <laughs> Uh, well, all the information about the opposite sex is meaningless unless it's accompanied by an understanding of the heart. Ed, you have to understand, history is filled with stories of magical clothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Ed, face value. Ed, Ed, milk only comes in a carton. <laughs> uh, welcome to TBC here, and uh, uh, here again, the internet has has lit, given us so much. Has this been week. lit on fire. It's been a first. First, it gives us more face value freaks to joke about. But then, boom! Two days ago, we get breaking news of what? first in the morning is that the Marvel Disney Alliance keeping Spider Man in the MCU films has been broken, or at least seems to and be on hiatus. Is, by the way, this is the tail end of August. Nothing is supposed to happen. Right? We, we're here. We're just praying that. Rise of Skywalker would, would, would come around sooner. <laughs> sooner, right? Instead, more, and we get some more. Yeah, said so we get this, and then on the same day, we learned that they're going forward with a fourth Matrix film, not a reboot as was thought for a long time, and that one of the Wachowskis is coming back to direct it, and they're bringing back Carrie Ann Moss, and they're bringing back Keanu mm. Reeves, and I believe who's they're bringing back the tail ends for, of, Lawrence of, Fishburne as well, of, uh, who's coming off. Coming out of a a Keanu sans, a, a Keanu sans, if you yeah. will, yeah, a, a third, the third coming, yeah, of, a third Keanu. coming of the Keanu, you yeah, know. Every time I've been to uh, the Nighthawk Cinema, they've they really the Keanu retrospective. Yeah, yeah. Is they he working the, the box Keanu. office? There's like six. hey, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> they, well, if he's if he's at the Nighthawk, yeah. he's serving you dinner at your be, at your seat. That's seventeen dollars for 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 a matinee. <laughs> I know it's a bit much. <laughs> Have you, tried, the doors open. have you uh, tried one of the craft beers? It's excellent. <laughs> Most excellent. Yeah, he's plastered all over the Nighthawk Cinema in, Pro in Park Slope. Uh, yeah, well, this is... Why? And why? He, because he's become this pop culture phenomenon again. And now it seems they're... I, I refuse to believe them bringing him back for Matrix doesn't have something to do with that. And then we also get a couple of other tidbits of things we we may or may not get to. Uh, yeah, we have... whether um, well Disney Disney Plus, um, and there is a Disney Plus clock out there, uh -oh. okay. and that's um, uh -oh. that's the countdown to Doomsday. The countdown the Doomsday, the Doomsday clock Netflix. for for Disney Plus starts streaming November twelfth, okay. two thousand nineteen, which is eighty days, twenty hours, twenty one minutes, and thirteen seconds, twelve seconds. 10. All right. All right. We don't need an actual live countdown. Uh, but, oh, uh, and well, also we Disney Plus. Uh, Disney well, I'm not Obi-Wan, whether Obi -Wan, that's news whether or that not news. Be, because yes. when I was away, uh, there were fanboy announcements and non nothing official. Right. Whether um, uh, Obi-Wan uh, Obi would Ewan finally McGregor get its own. Yes. Ewan McGregor would be, pay, would, be, would be reprising his role again as, as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And uh, I very much hope that's the case, but nothing official yet. You know, uh, well, and then finally, sort of uh, another, 
smaller announcement, but exciting for me as a kid of the 80s, uh, is that uh, Kevin Smith says, oh, hey, by the way, Netflix is doing a He-Man anime-style revival, which will be in continuity with the old show, but modernized, and he's the showrunner. So, yeah, we were all just going uh, to be you like... Might, you, oh, man, you might be uh, confusing this uh, this flavor that I'm... Power of Grayskull. <laughs> oh, hey, Evan. Hey, hey. Um, I don't I don't know. Evan, did you, did you hear about this whole thing with, with, with Kevin? Yeah, but uh, I'm more I'm more into my property, which uh, oh you have, you have something you have something coming out. Yeah, Black Star, which um, <laughs> Black Wow, that takes me back. Black Star, wow. Um, what, Black yeah, Star was know, also if you don't remember what Black Star is. Yeah, it was another filmation. Black Star was what He Man was based on. <laughs> oh, really? By yes. an astronaut who lands on a planet, John Black Star. Ah, wow. There, it involves a sword that was broken into. Right. Oh yes, that's right. It's it's almost exactly. And it's by filmation, I believe. Right. Yes. He wrote a Green Dragon and everything, which which surprisingly that is also what the bong you're smoking out of right now and, uh, looks uh, like. Freeform. It's going to be on Freeform. Oh, well, so you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't swing a. Uh, no, I can. That's that's one thing I couldn't swing. No, it. no Amazon, Hulu. They wouldn't they wouldn't touch it. No, they wouldn't touch it. You look good, by the way. Thanks. Um, you uh, look good. You look good. You, I uh, I had look like a, you lost weight. Well, I had a conjunctivitis scare. Wow! Wow! And uh, that kind of motivated me to want to take some pounds off and take the weight off. So, oh, so I went on Slim Fast. Oh, Slim so Slim Fast. Not Weight Watchers. Not Weight Watchers. Not Weight Watchers. You know, what's, just, what's crazy is that... Uh, call me Parallels. Call, call me, of, it, it just all sorts feels of like the exact same thing kind of sort of happened to Kevin Smith. I don't really know what to tell you, man. I mean, um, I, I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just happy to be alive. I'm happy to be working. I'm happy to, that uh, Black Star is coming out. Oh, yeah, again, free form. <laughs> well, well, thank, thanks for dropping by. Thanks for dropping by. No Kevin. problem. We'll, you no know, problem. Kevin, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you maybe when we start you know, talking in earnest. Free form, guys. So uh, I think first on the list, uh, we really do have to. We do really do have to talk about this uh, Marvel Disney uh, Sony situation. And uh, we will do that after we have some words from friends. We had our bathroom basement done. Anna Maria Stanimir Gromo, a friend of the podcast, who lives out in France, she consults and she says, hey, let me design your, your basement bathroom. And that's exactly what she did. She did everything um, via email, via FaceTime. The renderings like, and everything, right? Renderings and everything, a completely beautiful... I took the renderings and uh, hired a contractor, and they are currently putting the, as we're speaking, putting the finishing touches on my basing. And it looks fantastic. It looks great. Servicing clients domestic and international. A master's here to help you through your different phases to transform your space into a reflection of you. Go to masterdesign.com. That is a master spelled A-M-A-S-T-A design. <sighs> Oh, what's the matter, Miguel? Uh, I feel fat, Ed. I feel the same way, too. Oh, you too, John? Yeah. You guys, you both you guys need to get in shape. And a way to go about this is by going with JP Total Fitness. JP Total Fitness? What's that? Uh, our pal, Jonathan Padilla, friend of the show, 
runs a Brooklyn-based personal training and remote coaching service committed to leading you becoming stronger and faster. Go to jptotalfitness.com. All right. And those were words from friends. Now People who are not friends. And let's take <laughs> so, a journey to 2014. <laughs> 2014. I'm Kevin Feige, <laughs> and you're Amy Pascal. Hey, Amy, let's have a partnership. Sure, I think we're that on be phase great. two. Your you guys are uh, you guys are having a hard time with Spider-Man. Well, you know, I mean, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man two didn't bring in good quite what we wanted. Okay. All right. How and about uh, we take uh, fr- we we take the uh, the merch the merch rights? That's a lot of money, Kev. Well, you know, I mean, uh, we can work something out. Well, we are kind of desperate right now. I mean, after the North Koreans will hack this and release everything out on these emails. Hey, I hope you don't lose your job. I hope I don't lose my job too, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) But well, that was uh, end scene. End scene. (laughs) But um, yes, uh, basically, Marvel and Marvel Disney was having their had their renegotiations with Sony about. Keeping Spider-Man in the MCU again about how the uh, rights and uh, money will be divided and so on and so forth between these two corporate entities, which, as we have mentioned on the show before, Mm. have two diametrically opposed (laughs) visions of what they want from this character. And Uh, it seems as if uh, now Deadline broke the story originally. Yes. They broke the story originally, and you said that um, they've sort of had to to update uh, what was the the neg- negotiating percentages. Yeah, um, again, and what we're talking I don't about know is what it is or is not what how much of it is or is not true at this point. I think there's multiple leakings on both sides, both sides trying to make themselves look good, but um, the initial story was that. The deal was being altered. They're altering the deal. <laughs> Pray they don't alter it any further. Well, they 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 get they 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 sit down for negotiating. They're back in the negotiating table. Okay, um, homecoming walked away with one one billion dollars easy. Um, Marvel, which um, originally again they were uh, what was the percentage five percent. There's a five. I forget the perc- the exact, but it was a sort of five percent first opening day. First opening day. Of, um, they of got the, the you know they got the merch rights. They got the merch rights okay, back, but they were not seeing the residuals from the box office. Right, right. That goes to Sony. Yes, um, because Sony was putting one hundred percent of footing. Yeah, that's the other thing. It, was is it hundred percent or were, were yeah, they? Yeah, they were. They were okay. They were they were uh, backing the finances of it. Mm-hmm. Which then makes sense why they would get 100% of the money back. But Marvel Disney got back, like you said, the merch rights Mm -hmm. and then that 5% and then use of Spider-Man in their their films. Bless you. The first quarter of this year, 2019, Endgame hits. Yes. Gangbusters. Okay. Becomes a top grossing movie of all time. Infinity War before that. And Infinity War before that. Also, both of which featured Tom Holland's MCU Spider-Man. Marvel, Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige is on top. um, And 
uh, you know, we had this conversation er, uh, earlier this week. There's this mythos now. The Kemphi is now he's on the Pantheon up there. Yes, he's in. He's in. God, there's there is this point unless something bad happens and no one can tell the future. But you know, there's the Irving Fallberg Award in the Academy Awards. (laughs) (laughs) Something's gonna be named the Feige in the future. Yeah, I just want to thank. uh, It was uh, being nominated for Feige is uh, it's a real honor. Now, the flip side to that is Sony, um, fresh off of Venom money, because... and Fresh off of Venom being a success financially. Yeah. And, and fresh for... also into the Spider-Verse being a critical success right. and winning an Academy but, Award but for Venom Best Venom not, crit- not being crit- critically received well, but yet, because of overseas money... Right. Venom makes, what, 800, 800 million... Over 800 uh, million dollars. Over 800, 800 million dollars. Homecoming... Um, again, a billion dollars. And Sony's they like... They are shorn up f- to a certain degree with their finances. Mm-hmm. But they are still coming off of a lot of weak things. You know, we forget Sony was behind the Ghostbusters reboot. Sony just mm-hmm. sort of face-planted with that Men in Black reboot. Mm-hmm. So they're on shaky, shaky, much shakier ground than Disney, obviously. So then we get to this negotiation. But they have they have certain tools. They they have certain tools in their um um uh, in, in their in their arsenal. Clark just went to uh, Clark yes, just went to got, Johnny and said, got the games. Said, hey, can I get my uh, Spider Man game right, back? Right, exactly. They have. You know, they and that have, was a huge success. They have. They have, the, they have exactly. They they are invested in Spider Man as a very big asset to shore up those other losses. Mm-hmm. You understand. And that is why when we come to the negotiations and the initial story was that Disney was saying, here's our offer. We want to change that uh, financing aspect. We want to buy into, which was essentially saying we want to buy into the character Mm -hmm. and say, we will finance the Spider-Man films going forward. I think that also the offer was extending the number of solo Spider-Man films that were they were going to be creatively involved in. 50% Sony money, 50% Marvel Disney money, but that then means that we will then share 50% of the profits of those films, but not just Spider-Man proper films, but also all of these other in-development spin-offs of Spider-Man characters that were going to be coming down the and pipe. Sony being the jealous <laughs> ex-husband in this situation. You know. Um and you know what? That's that's unfair. You're gonna take my kids from me, man! <laughs> Kramer versus Kramer. You know? Um They said no dice. See, now okay, let me let me let me give the point of view I think. If that initial story is true. And like you said, there have been counter leaks right now. But if the initial story is true, this film division, which has just gotten sort of back on its feet a little bit, this company is being told this other company wants to come in and ask for half of the earnings of their most profitable asset. And not just on the asset itself, which is Spider-Man as a singular character, but on every ancillary product under the sun. So into this, the next, the sequel to Enter the Spider Verse, they'd have to they'd give their input, 
they put half of the money, but then they'd get half of the money back. The next Venom film, which I have to assume probably would do better than the first one. They would get to have 50% Disney of that, of, of the profits. On Craven, on Morbius, on Silver Sable, on and on, all of these, these sort of things, if they did a Sinister Six movie. I think that perspective there is understandable why if that well if that is true there's a reason why a company like sony would balk at that well again because the the feelings are that we don't you know look at the end of the day it's all about business and all about what where who's paying your who's paying your bills overseas money can now make or break a film Mm -hmm. and uh you know, a Venom making a billion dollars. Well, no, no, over eight hundred million dollars. That's just that's just unheard of. Right. And okay. You, and like th- we, but that's what I'm saying is that they found a formula. They or at least feel they think that they they're they, they are on better ground than they were before. And then suddenly another company comes along and says, "Hey, can we get a slice of that pie?" And inevitably shrinks the profits that they can get. Now, I understand the flip side argument. The flip side argument is, well, with Feige coming in with his creatives, you're, if not guaranteed, the likelihood of the quality of those things will be greater. Therefore, the profitability will be greater. You're ensuring rather than um, mediocre returns, you're, you're ensuring good returns and it'll all uh, even out. Which I don't, at a 50%, I'm not sure it would even out. And you also have to go that, you know, we can't discuss this without discussing the fan portion of this. And, Ed, you know, the fans are going nuts. They are insane. Everyone's taking sides, yeah. right? And most of them are taking sides against well, they're, Sony. Well, they are, they, are, they are rational sides, and then they are irrational sides. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. Um, I, I hope Sony burns. I, I, I have read, I hope Sony burns to the ground more than once, and you and I admit, over the past we're, two days, we're we are a fanboy podcast, yes. right? We all have feelings. Are on we? This. Ed, milk only comes in a cart. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. But uh, yes, we are a fanboy podcast, and therefore, yeah, we try and yeah, keep yeah. up with. But many what crimes the, the remain a mystery <laughs> forever, Miguel. Um, I think business-wise, Sony, you know, has a right to not right. Know, agree to an, an agreement that they feel like is unfair and that's that has been changed. Hmm. But as fans, we're like disappointed. As we're like, as a we're fan, like, we want we want these people to be together. We want Spider-Man in the Marvel universe. Right? Yeah. yeah. There's a sort of a gut feeling of, well, this is still Marvel's character. This is only about the film rights of it. Right. And it just feels unnatural not to have a Marvel Universe without Spider-Man, yeah. the marquee Marvel character like of all time. Of, you think Wolverine, you think Spider-Man. Right. Well, like, and, I, and I've said to you, and I, and, I, and I said, as soon as this hit, I was like, this is what a, what a, damn, what a goddamn shame, because I would have wanted to see, look, look, Fanta- Marvel has a Fantastic Four again. Yeah. Uh, if you are a fan of the comic books, it would have been nice to see um, Spider-Man shows up one of his first appearances ever in comic books is that he sneaks into the the baxter building is that, is that yes he sneaks into right? the baxter building trying and to join the fantastic trying to join a fantastic four you know i mean he needs spider-man money. has <laughs> a very rich history it, it, along interaction with interaction with a lot of these mm-hmm. characters some of whom as you pointed out they've just gotten back 
Right. He has a relationship with Wolverine. He has a relationship with Deadpool. He has a relationship with the new Avengers. Storm I, of the Fantastic Four. I'm and I'm sad that uh, I again I don't know whether I'll ever get to see a new Avengers with Spider Man. Yeah, you know, and that would have been nice to watch. But um, but there is that sense. I, on the general principle, want to see Spider Man stay in the MCU. But I think that the fan perspective is very loaded against Sony and my point of view is that nothing Sony didn't do anything. Yeah, it's Disney that's changing the Disney field. instigated field. this with if again, if that initial if it's true is a deal anyone would walk away from mm-hmm. and think, well, we have our out. You're kind of forcing us into our out here. Now I know that also that the you know oh well you negotiate you you ask for something very very high and then you you pare it down to something that's more reasonable and equitable for all sides, but there's asking high and then there's kind of ridiculous and Low that ball, deal yeah. is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. You're almost guaranteeing them to walk away. Now again, that's not to and you say you already have the merchandising rights, and which is billions. Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just to put it in perspective, Disney is worth $130 billion. Disney has already had close to eight $1 billion films mm. this That's year alone. Sony it's is. It's not at, like they needed to ask Sony, Sony for Sony half Pictures, of their Spider Man profits. Sony Pictures is at $78 billion. And granted, these are billion numbers, but it's like it's, that capsizes. That's twice yeah. over. And at this point, and, and understandably, there are uh, plenty of companies out there who are looking at Disney and saying, you know, you are not going who to swallow, stop them. you are not going to swallow me up. Right. Um, now, this brings us to Wait, one, one last point. OK, sorry. Yes, uh, yes John. And then you got to feel for our man, Tom Holland. Oh, yeah. What a great that, Spider-Man. What a great that guy Parker. is in a bad spot. Yeah. And he's he's like the kid who's getting you know screwed over by the divorce. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, 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 well. I sent Ed a, I sent Ed a meme Kramer where they Kramer. where they have uh, they have uh, my man Steve Harrington from Stranger Things dressed in the Spider Man uh, costume, talking to two of his friends using lines from the show where he goes where they they go to his friends and they put Disney and then Sony in front of them as though you know they're talking to him, and uh, it's in this scene by the way Steve Harrington is really beat up so it's like. His face beat up with the Spider-Man costume underneath him, and he's like, "They go like, I don't know what's what's your problem, man." He's like, "My problem, my problem is that the two of you are assholes." <laughs> if only, if God, if it only. might be worth getting rid of Holland if only we can get Steve Harrington as Peter Parker. And granted, yeah, like Tom Holland, like he's ver- like I think he's he was very he's very marketable generally. Um, very well received. He's got already built in um, yeah. the fan base in a very short time. He's already short played of time. the character more than anybody. Um, some have yeah. some have called him the best Spider-Man that has ever that has ever graced the screens. Um, now the other end of it is who would fill in his shoes? And I did. Uh, I know that the Nerdist um, uh, put out a little video on you know what are some of the characters that would fulfill that young, hip. Oh, I already um, I already have that. I already that young have that. hip. Empty space where Holland will. will, will I already, not, I already, I already got their, no longer I, part I of got the their solution. With okay, so, who's that? With Sony's track record, though, I wouldn't be surprised they, they got like George Clooney to play. Yeah. Well, actually, here's the truth: is he's an employee of Sony. Tom Holland's contract is with Sony. They're the ones who were paying his bills. 
So he does have a choice to walk away from that, but it's not like he can walk away from that and go into the MCU. Right. That's not happening. Um, but I already but know yeah, yeah, yeah. But who, saying... who they could who they could fill it in. Okay. And it's with one of the properties they already got back. Mm-hmm. And here is my pitch. Okay. Why make do with one Tom Holland when you can make do with five? You Multiverse it? No. What? The X-Men. Oh, okay. The X-Men. And what you do is you simply go, it, however they were going to approach them, now you could see Now's Feige the time, going, right. let's skew them young. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, maybe the original plan, you know, before Spidey left was, hey, let's have the mutants be between 18 25 now you go let's let's make them between you know 15 and 18 let's start a journey with them when they're really young the holland films basically had a very young cast skewed for that high schoolers high schoolers hey well now we can have all of them have powers and and do superhero stuff Let's skew that that way. I'm all for that. I'm all you know? for that. But again, we... He, it, it's we, a slot that's mm-hmm. open of that appeal, that demo. Originally... That only Holland was really appealing towards, if you compare to all the other franchises, the MCU's got. Because yeah. uh, originally, I think, slate, uh, schedule-wise, since uh, San Diego Comic-Con hit, we weren't going to hear anything about... Well, you know, he, he Kevin Feige says, oh, we didn't even get to talk about mutants. Um, therefore, yeah. we won't be seeing or hear anything X Men related for a while, especially with you know we had a conversation last night about about uh, New Mutants. What yeah, happened what's to going that? Out with that? Right. And but now Ed does this light a fire under Feige's ass, mm-hmm. in which he says, "Well, any effort we were going to put into shaping how Spider Man was going to play out in these films, well, scratch those." Let's bring up the mutant br- blueprints. What were we go- what? Okay, what do we? What do you got? What do you? How we're gonna now, now my, let's my, implement my... them faster? Let's get them into the story mm-hmm. and into the mix because we gotta shore up that end of of things. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's <laughs> my my nonsensical idea was that. Hey guys, remember Nova? <laughs> remember the Nova Core? We got Richard Ryder, he Tom just, Holland. He just happens to look exactly like Peter Parker. <laughs> he looks like Peter Parker. Um, yeah, they threw out, uh, again, the Nerdist, uh, they had, um, the, the, they released this video on some of the younger characters that were, um, that that might be up and running for it, which I think a lot of them are no-goes. Shiri, uh, Rich Ryder, um, um, who else? Uh, well, Ed, you brought up one, you were like, no, Ed, no, you didn't say Richard Ryder. No. I said no. No, Ed, you were like, hey, hey, here's your new hero, MCU. Oh, Spitball. Speedball, Speedball. as played by Tom Holland. <laughs> he was created by Ditko, too. Uh, uh, to, to, Power uh, pack, anybody? Well, now, Power now, pack. Now, remember, also, that this is there is a problem, though, with, with Sony taking Holland away. Now, John, you said that you were really excited about where the story was going to go at the end of the last Spider-Man movie. Of course, you were like, everybody. like, where? Okay, With his identity's ending. out, right? If Sony takes the character and Holland is still under contract, the Sony films featuring Holland, if that happens, they can't reference any of that. They can't talk about Tony Stark. They can't talk about the Edith system. Um, they can't use Happy Hogan. 
He can't be supported by that. How do you uh, wrap I, that story up and say to the audience, this is a continuation. We just can't mention the MCU. But how? Like, well, it is if Feige did it that way, he did masterfully created a situation where they were like, they're kind of screwed where they almost have to reboot. So, almost. So here's the thing. The Hollywood Reporter uh, puts out this article about about what happens right. and just wrapping up this whole uh, whole entire story. And that's um, at the premiere of Spider-Man Far From Home. Everybody, everybody was all smiles, right. you know, and, and we're which here to mark. Which was not that long ago. Which was not that long ago. And, but, but in the background, like um, this unique partnership was already disintegrating, yeah. right? So, um, did, and we like to think that, that things were, had been planned months ahead. Right. Maybe even year, right? And that, um, uh, um, uh, what you're, what you're referring, referencing, um, whether the whether the discussions had already occurred during these lunch meetings and like listen this this fifty fifty is is a no go okay right. and uh, the premiere oh so what we're we're, we're gonna uh, will I see you at the premiere Kevin oh yeah yeah we'll see you see <laughs> well you well yes well that is also something else by the way is or the did this that... just drop and right. then now Kevin's got a now he's, he's got he's he's both of them both Marvel and Sony has to scramble mm -hmm. with okay well what do we do right. Uh, Marvel is, a, I see the thing is Marvel Disney is in a much, much, much better position, yeah. obviously. They're, they got fallbacks, they've got the money, they've got this. Sony is in the position of kind of like, well, how do we work this now? Yeah. They're, they're jazz, man. They're, they're going to have to. They're going to have to improvise. You know, and, they're going to have to. And, uh, um, here's my uh, final question on this is, would you be willing to give either a Holland-less or a Holland-Sony Spider-Man movie a chance in two years. I'll give anything a chance oh. as long... Because ultimately, yeah. it's about this. Can Sony produce a critically... And they can produce yeah. a critically um, acceptable, more than acceptable, critically respected If you um, honestly um, look at their track record... If they did it with Venom. Right. right. How could they, they not... And you look at their track record, John. I mean, you grew up with this, the the McGuire Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Only one of those is considered two. No, oh no, the, the one McGuire. Only one McGuire film the, is kind of considered and, and one Garfield. The first Garfield and, and the, the first, first Garfield McGuire. was actually pretty well. You know, I loved. I love the first Amazing Spider-Man movie, and, and even as bad as the Amazing Spider-Man mm. is in huge chunks of it, there are also huge chunks of it that are actually pretty goddamn good. Mm. Now, they've done Spider-Verse, which is, might be, in some reckoning, the best, best Spider-Man Spider movie ever made. And it was done without Kevin Feige and Marvel's input. So I, myself, am, am more than willing to give them a chance. Mm. Um, now, what, how uh, they do it. Here's, one, here's what I'm not crazy about. Mm. If MCU says, Miles Morales... I'm not a Morales, Miles Morales fan. He's well, never... they don't have again. They can't use Miles Morales. Right. Okay. MCU can't use Miles Morales. Now, would Sony go that route? Would Sony say we've rebooted Peter Parker so many times? Listen, in live Tom. Action. Listen, Tom. Um, yeah. yeah. Second film. We're hey, gonna have to. Uh, you know. I don't know any young black talent, but like it would be something like that. It would be like Tom. I'd like you to meet. I'd like you to meet. Uh, We're gonna have to. Your replacement. This you're here to train your replacement. Yeah, you're here to train your replacement. 
All right, I think that is all we can say about this, and um, we will come back with some uh, some news about how uh, Keanu is going to learn kung fu again, and that will be after some words. I already from know friends. kung fu. I love our logo. No, really, I love our logo. The to be continued fanboy podcast logo was provided to us by friend of the show Matt Sulkowski who also runs MSD Studios. And what does Matt do at MSD Studios? He provides positive reinforcement for your brand. Located in Philadelphia, Matt has worked with clients of all sizes and has helped them to focus on designs for campaigns, rebrands, and new brands. Get in touch for your next project, MSD Studios. That's msdstudios.com. Hello out there, everyone. My name is Miguel Alejandro Velez. And Edwarding here. And we are the host of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. As anyone knows, we are based out of the Park Slope Brooklyn Pancake Studios, providing to us by one Jonathan Vergara. Ed, what can they expect to get out of Pancake Studios? And here at Pancake Studios, covering your audio recording, production, mixing and mastering needs and jonathan is a complete wizard when it comes to these things uh we coming this month it would be our third year anniversary and uh he's made a home for us here and continues to produce quality look no further pancake studios go to www.pancakestudios.net and we're back on the other side of words from friends and a conscience is a meddlesome companion <laughs> indeed ed the guillotine has been out of fashion for some time but thieves are difficult to outsmart. <laughs> I want to see Matrix 4 with Freaks as Morpheus. No, this is how I want to see... I, you know, I mean, I know we've moved on from the Spider-Man thing, but if if Freaks were like a Solomon in this situation, and says, give, you know, like, uh, you want me to resolve this? I shall, I shall let's split Spider-Man and split Tom Holland in half. And, and, the chair, and the chairman of Sony says, fine. And then Kevin Feige <laughs> says, no, let no, him let have it. Have it. <laughs> Truly, only the true father of this child would. <laughs> but, and uh, he ends with, like, an all-access pass as a precious commodity. Whoa, whoa, Ed, Ed, are you suggesting that Tom Holland should have a flashback scene where someone... With a beard tells him that with great power. No, I'm suggesting that I'm suggesting that Jonathan Frakes is Willie Lumpkin. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Uh, in any other week of entertainment news, other than this week, whoa, this would be the story everyone would be talking. About. Right, right. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, or fortunately, who knows. Um, whoa, whoa. The Spider-Man story swamped everything, but this would be, have been the biggest thing, and that is the announcement that we are going to get Point Break Two. A <laughs> a complete you can't man. I mean, Bodie's gone, man. That's true. He's gone. That That's wave true. took him. He, all right. He, he already fulfilled his CIA mission. Oh, <laughs> uh, he it, FBI. It, F it was the FBI. FBI CIA. It was the FBI. I thought it was CIA. Are you gonna tell me? Oh yeah, you're right. The FBI. The FBI is gonna pay me to serve. All right. No, we have got the announcement that we are getting not a reboot or a reimagining, but a continuation of The Matrix. What? Nursing home edition. <laughs> that will bring back Keanu Reeves. That will bring back Carrie Ann Moss. I no believe way. we'll bring back Lawrence Fishburne. And the Chemical Brothers. 
And the chemical, uh, uh, no, was it the Chemical Brothers? That, did they, was it the chemical I think it was brothers? the Chemical Brothers. Look, you, and look, look that up. All right, <laughs> look that up. <laughs> look that up. And is in fact uh, speaking of siblings, bringing back one of the Wachowskis, Lana Wachowski, to to direct this continuation of the story. Yes. <laughs> False, dude. You know, Keanu Reeves and Jonathan Frakes should have like these short answer <laughs> battle. That is the creation of the writers. Whoa. No way. <laughs> but um Excellent. they should have a beard off correct correct <laughs> no way <laughs> righteous indeed decent but um well we're in a kianosance and Whoa. what is the biggest thing the thing that made keanu his money john wick <laughs> well there would be no john wick toy story Without, without <laughs> the Matrix. Yeah. And, you know, I know that it is popular to crap on those movies. Who knows, who remembers Keanu Reeves in the pre-Matrix movie called... Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, well, uh, okay. Or who remembers, and we did a show on this three years ago, on, um, uh, we had Matt on for that. Dark City? Dark City. Movie. Right, yeah, but he wasn't in that. I know, no, but I'm saying like that it was yeah that yeah. There, there were the comparisons. Now here's the thing: rip off. It is very, very, very fashionable to crap on the Matrix movies now. And by the way, I was skeptical of the first one because of Johnny Mnemonic. I remember when the Matrix was announced, I was like, "Wait, hold it's on, another, another cyberpunk, John. another cyberpunk sci-fi film starring Keanu." Uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, not a chance. However, when that first movie comes in, it is, is gangbuster. as influential in its way as I would say Star Wars. Yes. Um, that was big. It, was really big. it in, a, in, in many ways... It gave us bullet time. The Wachowskis yes. were very Lucas-like in their approach. Here is a just a stew of influences of other things in the same way that the first Star Wars film has its spaghetti Western influences and its World War II movie influences and its Arthurian legend influences all tied around a hero's journey. Can I tell you how much these movies made? How much it? Um, first Matrix, uh, 463 million. Reloaded, 742 million. Revolutions, 40, uh, 427 million. Wow, that is a steep drop. That off is a that steep drop. One, that That's because one. because the um yeah you know you're you're right and uh, reloaded and revolutions were made back to back. Right. Yes. Right. Um, but still, that's a lot. Well, of I think I would definitely attribute that to the simple fact that the the they do not stick the landing on that third yeah, one. Yeah. I I defend the second film to a certain degree. Mm. I think that it has a lot. So going back to the first one. That stew of influences done in a cutting edge style. I mean, there's no doubt the Wachowskis had their finger on the pulse of all the things that it's well would out. become mm -hmm. huge in the culture. Mm -hmm. uh, the anime influences are obviously there. They're taking from the, you know the Eastern wire foo kung fu films. The 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 the, dawn, the the um the explosion of technology. I mean, 1999. Right. The, the birth of bullet, the birth bullet of, time. Yeah. Really leveraging green CGI screen. and green screen mm -hmm. tech. 
Um, and doing it in a, without a doubt, an enormous amount of panache and style. And then they added that layer of some might say, and I might agree, uh, a sophomoric approach to philosophy and the hero's journey stuff. But there is some depth in that film. There is a message about, you know, your individuality in a society and a system that is grinding you down and how if you don't regain that sense of individuality that you will become a pawn of a system. And that has something that definitely has spread through the culture in various ways. But it does take about uh, less than two decades for Keanu to, to come to realization that uh, you know, I'm martial arts. I'm a martial arts um, okay. um, <laughs> but, movie actor. You but know? well, think about the other. Oh, here's another thing about that. The it's it's influential in the careers because you just mentioned Keanu mm-hmm. martial arts. Keanu and his stunt team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, which the, which the, he, the, you know, he, Ping, he had through. Wire Fu but team. The, the the directors of the John Wick movies. Mm-hmm who have then gone off to do other things, including direct Deadpool's a sequel and other and other action films, okay? You've got, you know, Lawrence Fishburne taken from a guy who was well-respected. And I'm still, and re- that, I'm still well-respected, even though I'm a, the grandfather in Blackish. You're right, but that's the, it raised his profile. Yeah. I'm so well-respected, people confuse me, me with Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> How more respected can you be? Uh, how much more respect He's a thinking a man, man Sam Jackson. But, you know, this is the thing. Uh, let, let me put it this way. I know a woman who cannot stand Lawrence Fishburne just because <laughs> he played Ike Turner. She's I can't look at him. I can't even look at him. <laughs> and I think that all changed when? once he became Morpheus. Uh, John, red, pool, red pill, blue pill. That's a meme. It's, it's a cultural thing. It's, it's a meme. cultural thing. Yeah. You know, the influences of these films cannot, you know, be underestimated. Now, but the, for as, what do you talk about? Well, let, what let's, do also, you... let's also go into the fact that, like I said, they didn't stick the landing. Mm. They, they took this story, which I was blown away by the first film. Like I said, I think it is, was overpraised first, to a degree. Yeah. The first one may have been a little overrated. It right. still is great. Um, but, uh, we can't forget about Equilibrium. <laughs> no, we no, can't we forget can. about Equilibrium. Even we though Batman forget. was in that Even one. Even though Gunkata. Gunkata is not a yeah, thing, or is it? I don't but know. that actually it points out to how influential it was. Because yeah, yeah. The next year, there were how many ripoffs? How many ripoffs? Yeah. Trying to do the same thing. That just trying to get you know, um, Underworld, whoa, whoa. trying to grip off the aesthetics of it. What was the one with uh, Antonio Banderas? Automa- Automata? Automata? I don't even oh, t- know. You man. know, there is another that one. Sounds, that sounds like yeah. A, there's the another one. Asylum ripoff. Uh, there was one recently with Johnny Depp that tanked. And I don't know. Um. Oh yeah. He, it was like a conscious. You know, his yeah. brainwave algorithms. It was the. It was um. It was Wally Fister who is uh, Nolan's cinematographer. Yeah, yeah. Transcendence. Yeah. Transcendence, I think, I think right? Called, and that, right? that's. But there was a long history of films trying to capitalize on a lot of the ideas of consciousness, of are we, you know, it's got to the point where, you know, how many times in a year do you read some article about scientists truly believe that we may be living in some sort of four-dimensional holographic simulation, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, here's a, I think the comparison is um, now with the question of 
where does the fourth one go? Go. Considering and how the third one I ended. might compare it to like um, uh, Wreck-It Ralph came out a while ago. And then Ralph Breaks the Internet came out. And I don't know if you, if any of you guys have seen that. Um, they go from, hey, you know, uh, John C. Riley, you know, he's, he's, he's living in a video game. And, and then he some years students. pass by and then hey. the, the sequel comes out and it's all about the Internet. How right. crazy the Internet is. Well, so I'm wondering is, whether is it's going to it's going to harp on that the trope of where we are now. Well, there is so much about that film series that presage so many things mm. in the culture. You know, I it's don't like, you know, know. Are we going to get to see like you know, like Donald Trump that knows kung fu? You know, like <laughs> I, I don't know whether we're going to. see He had any to of do. That. By the way, anyone at the home arms. can't see that he had to do the arm movements, uh, and even your face takes on a kind of <laughs> Trumpish demeanor. Um, I know the praying mantis. The praying mantis is wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. This kung fu panda, uh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Anyway, system's uh, rigged. Yes. <laughs> the, the machines. Resident I've talked machines. to the architects. He's a very good friend of mine. <laughs> this oracle does not know what she's talking about. She's a nasty woman. But, um, yeah, where do you go with the story? Now, one of the things about that series, because I didn't need two and three. I have always said. One can always stand alone. The first yeah. film stands on its own. It I was in the theaters literally on the edge of my seat. And when he makes that phone call, and there are issues with that first film too. A lot of the characters are kind of ciphers. Uh, I love Carrie Ann Moss, but literally Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu and Loris Fishburne could literally have Been. tattooed across their foreheads the words hero, mentor, and love interest. And that could have been half their dialogue. I'm doing this right now because I'm the hero. I'm doing this right now because I'm the mentor. <laughs> I'm doing this right now because I'm love interest. Like, okay, but the ending has a brilliance. And I was I'm there that on the edge of, by the way. Yes, I was there at the edge of my seat going, as he's talking to the machine saying, well, there's only one thing you can do. I had not read about the ending, but I was there and I was so in tune with the film that I said, well, there's only one thing he's, he can do at this point. There's only one thing he can do. He says, I'm going to show you and everyone who's trapped here that there are no limits, blah, blah, blah. So he's got to fly. This mother effer's got to fly. He's got to fly. And they did it. And I was like, <laughs> I don't need to see any more of this story. You've told me already. This is what he's going to do. He's going to accomplish the liberation of humankind from their enslavement. He's Jesus. And it by doing Kung by Jesus. he's Kung Fu Jesus, but he's <laughs> going to do it by basically I thought would be he's going to show everyone that they can do this mm. because that was the whole point. There is no spoon. You're living in an illusion. You must break through of the through of the illusion. I thought I don't need the, the story. You could do absolutely something interesting going forward. But I don't need it at this point. This is a self-contained story that stands on its own. Now, is it in uh, overratedness of uh, was the first one an overrated? I don't think so. I think it's I think it's very much like here we are. We're still talking about these. Granted, issues. granted, Ed, you are the guy who said when we were, we were reviewing that? Dark City that it made you hate the Matrix all that much more. The, yeah, it's true because <laughs> I, and I claim that uh, if if the case is. If, if in fact, if it, it really is a ripoff, then I would really hate the original Matrix. But 
again the matrix being what it is and, and the martial arts and the and the pattern the visual pageantry you're getting you're getting your you're getting the juices flowing again for it i can see <laughs> the, the visual pageantry it's just your love, it's right? it's a marvel to watch right now yeah. like i said i've seen it recently i actually saw it last year um how, how does it stand to the test it has that is another part of that first film's charm is that it has a lot of rewatchability um in the sense that it's very crowd pleasing it has it has all those that pseudo again somewhat sophomoric philosophical stuff which you can blow holes through you can blow holes through the the rationale of that film human beings as batteries makes absolutely no sense that the machines it's like oh well what happened well we 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 uh we created a nuclear winter because they were solar powered. Yeah, and then they Th- made that's us the into one batteries. thing that's the sort and of you like go, a stretch. That what? makes absolutely yeah. no- if you're asking me to buy into the seriousness of this story, and let's also point out the Matrix is very diametrically opposed to a lot of filmmaking today because it's not four quadrant. It's very it has a lot of high minded pretensions. It very rarely winks or nudges the audience. It doesn't have a lot of comedy. It is like saying, no, take this story mm. on its own terms. We're not doing any fourth wall breaking. We want you to be involved. Like, I'm not sure The Matrix, if it were released today, if it would not just get savage, I, especially by the fanboys well, here's the thing. who are all it, like, it's got to be four quadrant. 19, like, you got to make me laugh every five minutes. In 1999, the idea of four quadrant... It, I don't. It, it wasn't even in existence, right? Because no, it was. You know, no, no, no. a very old concept. When you were, when you were, but that, just as you were talking, it made me realize. Okay, this is the movie that's that that launched Hugo Weaving's um, uh, career as a very arch right? kind of now, villain type. Yeah. Um, the Lord of the Rings comes out post Matrix, right? Yes. We didn't even get to that culture of. Oh, we can make. The, the, the this gigantic trilogy all like all in one shot right where these and, and studios Lord the, right and Lord of the Rings is also a little more into that four quadrant because you've got a lot of yes humor no. you've got a lot of humor with those characters yeah Mary and but Pippin and Legolas and and I, I it's a shame that I but it's I not really four quadrant in the sense that at the same time as as it is um it's Tolkien and it's yeah, it's, yeah. you know it's stuff it really is go like really flies flies over a lot of people's heads who just not into the genre you know right yeah, yeah we know we know some people who just like yeah but I don't it, really, but it is I'm not it's really more so than the matrix uh, yeah that I that it's I more so than it's, it's, it's definitely hoeing more of a wide audience but who doesn't that. like kung fu right but but that's something to, to to think about and it was so such a gigantic hit almost the sequels could almost do nothing but disappoint mm. because every, like I said, I don't think I was any different than anybody else. Yeah. I already had like, ah, there's nothing you can do. That's going to make me now. That said, I put the, I put the sour taste that that franchise put in a lot of fans mouths much more on the third film mm. than the second. Well, here's another thing is, at what point do we get until there there's going to be a Keanu fatigue? Yeah, right. Just, you know, does because that, does that happen? John with Wick this? three. I I didn't see it yet. You saw it. You said you were like, yeah. We're not been, talking. I, we're not going to talk about I, John I, Wick. I liked the first one. I didn't like the second one. I, didn't I know like the people third. who said that he was awesome in Toy Story four, which I haven't seen, and I do right. have to see. And of course, he's he's in this uh, cyber whatever the game that's coming out. Cyber. Oh right, 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 right. But uh, uh, there's also Bill and Ted. Right. Again, yeah, that he's that he's got 
enough juice now yeah, so I'm to telling finally you, get that up and running. Point Break 2. Is, 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 is you know, going to be on the way? Yeah, because Swayze's Catherine, brother? Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow at some point is... is Catherine Bigelow, right? Catherine, uh, Catherine Bigelow's yeah. first film. Uh, at one, at some point, she's going to be like, hey, Keanu, you know, let's, let's work can, on can that. Can you throw some of your magic my way on that? Right. Um, but getting back to The Matrix. Now, I think that the film, the third one, is what is the big stumble. The second film has a thing that I think very few people really appreciate. Which is, yes, it's got a lot of big fight sequences, and it's a little plotting, and not necessarily clear. A lot of people complain about that Zion rave scene. <laughs> However, the whole point leading up to it is you have, it's, it's, there's a brilliance to this moment, I really think. Even as someone who says, okay, there's, I, I, I enjoy the first one, but there's an overrating and an overpraising and an overanalysis, but take this as an overanalysis. Neo meets the architect, more or less the person who is set up as the main villain. And the architect reveals to him, hey, guess what? All the mythology that we've built up in the previous movie, we're turning that all on its ear. This has all been planned. This has happened before. Mm. You are you are held you're within a, a cog. You're just with a, cog. Within you're a, a within cog. a sort of a mythic cycle, and all of your struggles have been for naught. Mm. The supposed hero fighting against the system is actually the puppet of the system. I, I, there's something brave about that, in my opinion, um, as well as badass crazy. Now the problem is, is that I don't think the third film delivers on the promise of that yeah because of the the resolution so okay he dies right you know he's died in the first one right and here he has to die again right and he you loses know. trinity yeah. the love interest this is post-revelation stuff that's not even written in the bible right, right exactly you know? so, so well and that brings us to four the post end of the story mm -hmm. who now he's god or is he what is he? What well, is he? maybe they'll go another route because there's something about the way that the third one does end that is very Arthurian. What is the end of the Arthur epic? That Arthur she... does die. Mm -hmm. Right. But he is taken away to the island of Avalon by um, three queens. Mm -hmm. Ironically, weirdly, one of them is his sister who was yeah, well... involved in trying to kill him. And the legend goes, there he sleeps... Until, in England's darkest hour, Arthur will arise again. Now there was never any like mythological stories. Now there have been Tom. Many sorry, you're days. you're not the Percival of the Marvel of the MCU. <laughs> well, no, but there's there have there have. Oh my God, Tom Holland's going to be in a Matrix Four. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it right here, right now, <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm Uno. <laughs> You know, that also means one. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Ladies I am gentlemen, about to kiss his feet right now. He's just going, he, he was going for a high five. Miguel has gotten up onto the podium. He's, he's, on the podium. he's, he's taking to... flowers from the Generalismo Velez. <laughs> but. <laughs> Thank you. Don't Thank cry you. Oh, for please. me. Please, no, no. I don't. Don't it's cry you, for me. It's you, the people, who have done <laughs> you this. The people. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, the red banners will come. <laughs> yes. All right. Now, okay, so there is something to be said about 
how that ends with him being taken away. So maybe you could do something where Neo has been away and revitalized in some way. Or maybe it is a Percival-like search for Neo and his need to come back. Mm -hmm. How do you fit in Trinity? How do you fit in Morpheus? Also of interest is this. This would, I think, be the first project where there was a lone Wachowski. Those <laughs> siblings have worked on everything. On everything. As screen as screenwriters, they, they've been as thick directors, and thin and beyond changes and beyond. beyond. Okay. And now basically only one of them is coming back. You have to question, I think, a certain degree, like, well, what what why? Mm. Is the other one just not game for it? Is the other one think I don't think we should? I don't want to touch that material. Were they not approached? Was it like Lana, you you know? That's you don't... Warner Brothers. So yeah. yeah, Warner Brothers is uh well I have Well obviously, obviously again, this is all about this is about money. Yeah. This is about we're yeah. living in the age of reboots mm -hmm. and this is about this is a well known franchise with Release the Snyder Cut. <laughs> which this is a well known franchise with the possibilities for lots of ancillary products, mm -hmm. video games, toys, mm -hmm. merchandising, 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 which is where the real money. I've offered to buy Zion. <laughs> it was on the table. It's going to, it's going to be, it's good. It's a very good deal. It's a very good deal. It's a very good deal. Um, that's where that comes from. You know, that's, it's, it's money. So I, here's my point blank question to, to everyone here. I'll start with John. John, do you hold, does this hold any interest in, with you? Um, you know, let me be real. Okay. Let me be real. The movies were so good. The first one, it was groundbreaking. Uh, I loved it. The action. It was just a great film. And it should end as such, in my mm -hmm. opinion. It's like, we'll why go, are we, we'll why are we digging it. up, not to say corpses, but like, it's like 20, no, say 30, it, say it, it's 20, say 30 it. years later. Right, yeah. It's like... How do you deal with Keanu having age? How do you deal with Carrie Ann Moss not, having age? It's not even about them aging. It's like it's 30 years later. Like how, 20. Why, 20 years later. Why are you trying to milk... Uh, why are you trying to milk stones? Th this, right I, this IP. This is, this is so great. It's legendary. This will go down in history as one of the best films of, of all time. The first Matrix. It's like... Let, let it be that. Mm -hmm. what did, like, I hear you. I, I don't know. I don't know. Integrity. Yeah, is I what you're know. saying. It's Artistic like, integrity. It's like Arnold. I mean, I, I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. We did I not need Terminator. him in all those Terminators. But yeah. they're doing another one. Right. I mean, come on. Like, yeah. Let Terminator 2 be the gold standard. Right? Are we covering the Terminator? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but I'm on. just bringing it for a contrast. No, no, no. I'm like, it's just, it, it made, made me think and about I, and it. I, and I, and I, and I agree. I'll go one further. I've really over the years reevaluated t2 uh, for me t it terminator and i've actually gone on a counterfactual quest in my mind thinking what if they had done t2 without arnold yeah because you really think how forced that is of him being there and that's to agree what your issue is with you know going back to the matrix why are we forcing this what are you going to do with the story yeah. where can you go and why can't it just be yeah, let it go. Why can't Lana Wachowski simply come and give us something brand new, something different? And maybe this movie is going to be great. Maybe it's mm -hmm. going to 
through gangbusters, but just that's your yeah, gut. It's that's just like your 20, gut 30 years later. It's yeah. just like, uh, you know. Now, now, Ed, what do you how do you feel about a fourth installment? I was done at the end at at, at um at the first one. OK, the Matrix. You're um, one and done. Yeah, because um by the time this the second one came out, I was like, what? Oh, I see. He never did his Superman thing. You know, and that's how the the, the second one began. <laughs> it begins with, uh, "Hey, Marcus Chong, your phone's going to be ringing, maybe." <laughs> um, where where he goes, uh, "Oh, Neo, he's doing his Superman thing," and but again, like you know, if Warner Brothers is if they're like this is with any studio, make a good movie and I'll watch it. Okay, I don't care. Right, this right, is the right. same. The, the same goes for 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 anything else, uh, and and also for Sony. Um, right. But you know, but again, like uh, um, I'm concerned. I and I love Keanu, and I would hate for someone like Keanu to to go th- for f- for culture to go through a Keanu uh, fatigue. But by um, the time it comes out, we're yeah, like, yeah. we're kind of over you, man. Yeah, because because and there are plenty of actors who um, who either continue to appraise or they continue to elevate in their works and and do more things that are critically. Um, um, uh, critically received, and then there are those who just would continue yeah. on with the, the with the cash grab. It's all about the Edward. Yeah. It's all about the Edward Furlong comeback at this point, man. We're, we're being, no, I mean, no, Edward Furlong's happening. never going to come back. back. He's, yeah. kind of, he's kind of turning into a like Sylvester Stallone type. He's turning like. Where you think Keanu, you think of a very specific thing. Well, it's going right. to be the, the, the public re- violent. It's going to be the public um, perception of Keanu is that he's a really nice guy and he's a philanthropist, right? right? Yes. And you look at him and you go, I mean, at what point he's the internet's boyfriend, as he's as he's yeah. been termed. And at what point did he become um, that sweetheart? Because for a long time. Keanu was just he had, he was gone. There was well not just was, well I don't know if he was gone. I think there was generally for a long period of time, and I think this even goes into the Matrix. Probably uh, after the Matrix. I think there was this oh he's kind of the dumb guy because he played the surfer dude and his way of talking. And quite frankly, that the truth is he is appreciated. What as say a, you, Baraccio, Don has, Juan? <laughs> he has appreciated as an actor as time has gone on. Mm, yeah, he has gotten better. Mm-hmm. It was, he is always, I have always liked him. I always thought he had a, a, a certain genial pr- screen presence, even though I he, I would admit in his early days, I was like, eh, he's not the greatest actor, but I like him. I, I like him. I don't know why I like this guy. Yeah, that, that sort of has casted a long shadow on him. Post The Matrix, not only did we kind of get a little more out of him as an actor, but we got a little to know more about his history, his biography. And the tragedies and all the stuff that have befo- that befall him, and then learning what he did with the money he made from yeah. the Matrix, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. And then the the good luck story of every Hollywood loves a comeback. So Matrix was gigantic. That third one dissatisfies, and then he says, "I can't get a film made." So what does he do? Is he gathers his money together he, and he creates his own franchise, just like Ryan and everyone Reynolds, loves. Right? The first John Wick, and we're starting this ball rolling to where we are today. Mm. Now, for myself, I, all I'm going to say is this. <sighs> you may think it's odd that I'm saying this, given all that I said before. Here's the goddamn truth. I would have to be incredibly engaged by that first 
full trailer, not even the teaser. <laughs> the first full trailer would have to come out for me, and it would have to look interesting and look engaging for me to even give two dams about it. I honestly am completely like, all right, you got to show would me have something to be, first. I'm the not trailer would have to be Keanu walking out from a, a, a dark silhouette and would say, you, come with me now. Come with me now. You know. You, Miguel Alejandro Velez. Blue pill, red pill. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's like, oh, he, I have no doubt that that you. will be the thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to take one quick break from some words from friends, and then we'll be back with our final segment. Well, what are you doing over there? I'm just looking at our business cards, man. I mean, this is some great work that they did over there at Rolling Press for us. Oh, Rolling Press. That's um, our, our pal Eugene Lee. Uh, runs Rolling Press, and he did beautiful work for us with our cards. Rolling Press, a Brooklyn Park Slope-based eco-friendly printing business, printing books, magazines, zines, and comics for anyone who wants to start their own thing. Rolling Press is a printing company. Go to rollingpress.com. Sand, when I visited your house the other week, uh, I saw Jen's uh, home office that you've got down in the basement, and there was this beautiful... Uh, flower centerpiece that was mounted on the wall there. Where'd oh, yeah, that that's um, that was done by Rosie, friend of the show also. All right. Uh, Rosie, uh, she runs Rolex Creations for personal handmade luxury. Follow Rolex Creation on Facebook and Instagram and place your order today. And uh, we are back after some words from friends. Uh, hello there. <laughs> oh, hello there. Someone has the high ground. <laughs> So, uh, about two weeks back, I'd say, right? Mm, yeah. We get a... I don't even it... know where the story comes from. Um, um, I want to say it was Variety, and I believe... Yes, it was Variety, and, you know, this is a trade. This isn't a, some fly-by-night. This isn't Screen Rant, or We Got This Covered, or some, you know, no-name YouTuber. You know, okay, variety. Uh, this is uh, August fifteenth. Yes, and and Ewan like, McGregor returns as Obi Wan uh, Kenobi in Disney Plus series. Right. Okay, no it's other, official then. You're right. No, no other details on the potential. The potential series were available. Um, and mind you, and it was that he's in talks. Now remember that that wasn't saying it's happening. It's saying I'll tell you, and and you know, um, Ewan is he's busy. He's he's well, he's son. never he's, he's never not been working as an actor almost since Trainspot. Well, I was going to say that uh, he's been casted in as uh, Black Mask. Right. In, in that, you know what? Well, in that Birds of Prey movie, that, which you're like, he's okay. He's got that quasi sequel to um, um, Stephen King, um, Kubrick, um, The Shining. I don't know if you've oh, seen right, that. Oh, right, 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 right. That's right. Oh, That's right. Okay. Um, yeah, it's and by the way, the designs of the of, for that film are literally they're saying it's a sequel to The Shining. Mm. He's the kid grown up. But let's but let's oh. because because remember the book and the movie are very different, and they are using references from The Shining film in the first trailer. You see it. But, so, but let's but let's be honest. Yeah. So Ewan uh, Ewan's Ewan's um, career. Yeah, you, know, you want to talk about actors who go, I want my franchise. You know, they're, and they're always looking around for that big um, that big franchise to do. How would you say Obi-Wan backwards? Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. 
Oh, you mean like... <laughs> yes, we have to be backwards. I meant like inward... Nawiyabo. This would be... An, for a long time, uh, many have said, you know what? Give us that Obi-Wan. But you say he could give him his franchise. He was... He's in the franchise. He's in the... He got three films where he, did, one, where he two, played three. the character. Yeah, but that's like saying, you know, like uh, Tony Stark in Avengers, but for um, Avengers coming first... Before not before every Iron. look, not you know. I think that that's one of these things where you go. Yeah. Not everything has to be compared to the MCU. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark's is a for- fortunate man, right? Yes, like the guy get three, three. But a guy like you, and I mean, I imagine you know. Does um, he deserve it? Well, he again, he has and he a good does, actor. and he does, and he does. He's a, he's always been a and solid performer, and, and he did a lot he's of well liked by the fan base who have always wanted to see him as this character again. Now, this would be part of the Disney Plus streaming service, right? This would be uh, part of Disney Plus, correct. Now, remember, there was talk not that long ago. We talked about a a movie, right? Now, the question becomes then, however, uh, and I refer anyone to go to one of our Star Wars uh, episodes where we talked about this with the king of Star Wars, Jeremy Martin. Why not? Why not? <laughs> that I'm sure My that liege. I'm sure that if he were there, that would be. It's like we want to do a streaming service show with uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, Jeremy. What do you think? Why not? Um, well, it wouldn't be. It would. It would be um, synergi- synergistic. Yeah. Because with the Mandalorian coming out, mm-hmm. uh, the Mandalorian being five years after Return of the Jedi, All right. you can eat. Um, um, this would have to take place before New Hope, mm-hmm. and fill in those years. But there are a lot of questions. I think the first and most obvious one is something we talked about when we were talking to Jeremy, which is, well, you're a bit hemmed in. Obi-Wan cannot leave Tatooine. <laughs> you had some like crazy ideas like, what does he do on Tatooine? You know, it's, it's like, uh, oh, hello there. I like to watch. I like to. <laughs> there's a lot yeah, of there, sand there's a, there should I'm be building thing. sand there, should, there needs to be an episode where he gets in trouble with the local Tatooine police. Where it's like, we understand you've been hanging around this uh, moisture farm looking at this kid. No, it's all on the up and up officer. Trust me on this. <laughs> you did. I don't have any priors. <laughs> there no, there no, there's no crime yeah, to be exactly. solved here. Um, but there is questions like that. What What is he doing? There's a questions of... Would this deliver an action adventure Obi Wan story? Because by his nature, he has to stay hidden. So yeah. Obi Wan can't be flashing the lightsaber around, battling gangsters every episode. Well, he, because that's, that's gonna Yojimbo. get back. That's Yojimbo. You know, but that's gonna get back to the Empire in some way. <laughs> Are you? Here's the question: Do you trust Jabba the Hutt to would... not sell that information? To the Empire? I, I've got to stop this. I've got to stop him from sending that email. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> I've become, wait, wait. I need to sever connections. That, that, that DNS connection. Uh, otherwise, the Empire would find out about me and therefore, you know, Skywalker. I'm, I'm going, I'm, whoa, oh no. It looks like I'm going to have to take a, I'm going to take up residence in the Ecuadorian consulate here on Tatooine. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, what do you do? Like John, like what do you think? What do you do with Obi Wan on Tatooine? Uh, it's like Little House on a Prairie. You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am dun, dun, all dun, for dun, that. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, Obi Wan Kenobi. 
marries, has three daughters and a son, and adopts Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. Nice. And they're in the nice. sand. Because he was adopted in Little House on Prairie and Free Beaver. Go to, look it up. And then they and then they have to explode the town to it's, keep it out of the hands. Little House on the Prairie meets Mad Max. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's yeah. kind of Hollywood. Are you listening to this man? So you're saying, <laughs> so you're saying, get Tina Turner involved somehow. And a raggedy man. Oh, Jedi. Actually, that does bring up an interesting point. <gasps> He's Mad Max. No, it does bring up a point. Do you, what but you know? Do you get him involved in situations a la like Mad Max, where he he has a he has his mission to protect Skywalker. How does he adapt to? I this has to be all consuming. Mm. Does early on does he end up in situations where he's like, oh well, Luke's doing all right, but this. <laughs> This farmer needs help, or this person is yeah. is intra, and I feel called to do something. But there's a it's great rough out there. Yeah, there's a it's... lot of criminals. That people are poor. They're under the the thumb of the empire. They're under the know, thumb of gangsters. And gangsters. And, yeah, yeah. There, there are issues. There are so a lot of these sort of issues. Kind of going to be the protector of the region, or you know, not, or have to make those decisions to, to that let making happen. sure that Luke lives through childhood is more important than blowing his cover oh hello young luke well these marauders are single file and you're doing okay right boy luke do you understand how many kids i let die yeah exactly (laughs) let you listen listen yeah you know what that is that is an untold tale of because luke knows who ben is and they've certainly they've they've spent some time in the did they did or did they not? Or did they not? Because a wave of the hand and Luke is like, yeah, you can, they've always got that men in black out there. Um, <laughs> but there is also questions of like, you know, a Obi-Wan show on Tatooine might include a young Luke, uh, Owen Lars, mm. Baru, you know, how, what is that? What is the relationships between those, th- those two men as? Joel Egerton returns. Hmm. <laughs> I see. I like where this is going. I do like where that is going, and I think I, uh, if I were going to do that, no. absolutely, I would. Yeah, call at what on... point does Ben, does does uh, does Uncle Owen become a crotchety guy, or maybe that's like whether a wave of the finger or by choice? Uh, you don't have to talk to him anymore. He's a crazy old man. He's a crazy old. Exactly. There's this. Well, I thought you know. He, uh, he turns into Danny Glover from Death at a Funeral. <laughs> I have monkey wrenches. There we go. <laughs> now, here's here is um something about it. It definitely is one of those like it's it's a great addition for the Disney streaming service. Um the Mandalorian looks absolutely fantastic, but you know, they want to leverage more Star Wars product. And they paid a pretty penny for it. They paid a pretty penny for it. And let's be honest, there have been some bumps on the road. So what do we do? You know, they're not going to make a solo series, right? They're kind of, they're they're at this point a little you bit limited. adventures of solo. Yeah, but I think after... It'll the, be after, like Firefly. But after that film f- did what it did, I don't think that they're going to touch any of that anytime soon anyway. So it's like, well, we want more than just the Mandalorian. So it's like, hey, let's Boba Fett. let's let's yeah, they already have the Mandalorian. 
can't, you can't have two Mandalorian shows on. Just the Mandalorian Network, John? Is that what you're... <laughs> Welcome to the Mandalorian well, Network. I'm listening. You could do... <laughs> the Mandalorian... Welcome to the Mandalorian Network. You could do... <laughs> 24-7. That's like a... That's something out of like Rick and Morty. They're like, hey, Rick. No, hey, Morty. Now, you can focus on... The, uh, you can make a series focusing on the evil side. Like, you can do uh, Jabba the Hutt. That would be an amazing... The gangsters show. and the yeah. bounty hunters. That's it been could be like Luke Cage... I mean, without Luke Cage. But, but like, still starring Mike Coulter. But, you know, like... like yeah, yeah, the yeah. Underworld of, yeah, the underworld of... Yeah, the underworld of that. The dealings. Which had, uh, yeah, which has if you just want to... If you just want to sit five hours and stare at a robot that doesn't talk, IG-88. That's IG-88, all. That's all IG-88, the movie. <laughs> um, Moving on from, from mm. that, uh, other, you know, last thing we'll cover is uh, what we talked about. Dun, 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 and no, we aren't going to talk about John Blackstar. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, I'm back. Oh, you, you, oh we're done? Okay. No, no, no. I, mean, right. we, uh, I said we're not going to talk about John Blackstar. Oh, in that case, guys, uh, peace out. Where, where did you say who was going to be on again, though? Freeform. Freeform. Got Freeform. it. Got it. Got it. Not, not, not Hulu. Not Netflix. Okay, I'm going to You know, to not Amazon. Can you say by the power of Grayskull? No. <laughs> uh, we're getting pretty late in, in, in the game here, so we'll just say um, this, this uh, Kevin Smith appeared at a He-Man convention, makes this big announcement. Netflix makes an announcement along with it. They're going to do this Masters of the Universe He-Man series. Anime they, style. Anime style, they Just claim. like She-Ra. No, She-Ra is not in an anime style. Really? No, it's not. It's not it's it. DreamWorks. All right? It's not at all an anime style. Point blank. Uh, okay. If anything, that okay. is one of the complaints fans have had about it. They wanted it to be a more adult-looking anime style. This is uh, The She-Ra show is much more in the vein of something like Steven Universe. All right? Which I don't... You don't have cable, so you don't know you don't know about it. But right. trust me, if you but did, Clark TV. Clark would be watching it daily. Now, why? Because it's a good show. Now, I'm all for a, a, a Master of the Universe reboot, and it's a continuation. It picks up from where yes, and not from the 2000 no. uh, uh, era series, but it will be somewhat in the continuity, I assume, mm. of the original filmation series. Now they're saying, yeah, we're going to update it a little more. It'll be a little more adult. Mm. But they're like going to be like, this takes post after He-Man and Skeletor's final battle. And the announcement seemed to suggest uh, some focus on Tila in apparently a search for the power sword and a revelation about the real secrets of Castle Grayskull, which any fan, you know, there are already fans that are complaining about that. Because again, female lead, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if she is the female lead, but it did seem to suggest that. It says her journey to figure this out. But let's be honest. If you're a fan of the original series, it totally tracks. Because Tila is the is... secret daughter of the sorceress, mm -hmm. who is the, you know, the, the, the keeper of and the And there was system. a history before He-Man. You know, right. if, if we and again, if for those fans. And I was a fan of the what, and I don't know what year was the, the two thousand and three, the two thousand and three series where where King Grayskull. They yeah, did that episode, right. and they get into that the sorceress was King Grayskull's wife, and she's the one who's now protecting it, and that Tila is the heir of that. I mean, it now, makes now, sense that 
the character of her would have a lot of focus. Now, where it falls in track with the live action movie that was supposed that there were some ideas and and there was a casting. Not that I casting about it was that. about almost a year back. Mm-hmm. And, and who would a, be produced? Hasbro, no, Mattel. I believe Hasbro. it was at Sony. At, some point. at Sony. Okay. Yeah. Now here's the question: Is does this mean that that's dead, or is it the opening salvo of? Hey, you know, like they like to do, let's put another product out there to, to give brand awareness. And then in a couple of years time, once we've built that up again, hey, here's our live action franchise, you know, to get that going, blah, blah, blah. Um, now, John, you, did you ever really watch He-Man or no? Or, a bit, yeah. It was like, right before me. It's way, I, I think it's way before you, uh, in, in honesty, but you would have seen it like still in syndication. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, I I would think that almost the toy series probably had already run its course by the time I think you were born, and yeah, you would have caught it like in the afternoons, yeah. occasionally on like a and Cartoon then it Network. Made a resurgence on YouTube with it. Yes, exactly. Much much like yes, there much like a lot of things. Uh, people got exposed to it, and then there was the 2000 series, which I'm not sure you ever really saw. It was on Cartoon Network. Yeah, they did a reboot, which was really good, really well done. Like I always said, he man, he man. (laughs) That they they did a version of it that was very anime inspired, very uh, kung fu uh, film inspired, and it was badass. It was really, it was really good. It was really good. Uh, The problem is, is that it apparently times had changed, and essentially it wasn't selling the toys, which is the whole basis of a thing like he man. Mm. At least back then. Now, markets are smaller. Niches are, you know, they are exploited to their nth degree. Specifically category, right? And so it's now, let's do a Netflix show. Let's get Kevin Smith on board to be the showrunner. I... It's going to be live action? It's going to be anime. It's going to be anime. Very similar to... Are you aware of the Castlevania series? Yeah. It's the same group that's doing that. Now... Hey. I'm excited... I'm excited. I like the She-Ra show, but I can't deny that it being closer to a Steven Universe is not totally my cup of tea. I admire the She-Ra show. I think it's a lot of fun. I think they do a lot of great stuff with the characters. I think it's great for representation um, across the board. I think it's a a show that I I think that there's definitely a, 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 um, a gay subtext. That they are, they're that they are. Unlike the Legend of Korra, they're not sneaking it in. It's like, no, we're dealing with this. Um, but an anime show, I'm all for. Now, now, Ed, are, are you? Would you have any excitement for this? And especially with Kevin Smith's involvement? Or- yes, because I was a fan as a child watching watching these uh, cartoons, both He Man and Shira, back in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Now, I did not watch. And I, again, I call it anime. Like it's, it's in a style of. It's almost in the style of what Voltron was. You know, but like I said, you you're not familiar with some of these newer animated the newer anime that have come the, the since. styles. It's it is yeah. like I said, and I'm no fan. I'm I not big on anime. That's just not my cup of tea. Right, yeah, but but, I, uh, but I'm all for it. You know, like Pokemon anime. Yeah, Pokemon is anime. Yeah. Yeah. And Yokai Watch. And Yokai Watch. And Doraemon. And Doraemon. Yes, indeed. 
but I but I'm for, I'm all for it. And I'm Kevin Smith and I I believe Kevin Smith is, and it's weird. You know, you want to talk about a a a a, a, a renaissance. Kevin Smith is having a kind of a renaissance, but not that he's ever gone away either, you know. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. That's for another show, if we ever do that show. Right, yes. But um, <laughs> by the power of Grayskull. What I want to know is when are, when are you going to do uh, Thundercats? Oh, When dear. are they going to do a, when are we going to do Thunder, or when are they going to do a Thundercats reboot? When all right, all right, all right. Reboot. I'm ready Dave, to do Lino. Well, first off, I don't know if you know, you know of course, there was a Cartoon Network reboot. That was on in like 2000. Oh no, there is a um, and there was a kitty, a much more a kitty, kitty one called made by Roar. Ma- made by the yeah, made by the same people who made the Titans, the the amazing Gumball, yeah, or something like that. That was much more kitty. Yeah, no, one. I'm not kidding. And it's like yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, unfortunately, there was a see. This is the thing. The the reboot that happened was more for adults, but and I was a big fan, but there were issues. There were some big issues, and they never got like to their second season, unfortunately. And much like the Masters of the Universe movie, it's one of these things where the Thundercats movie has been in development hell and done in various versions again and again and again. Now I'm excited. I want to see it. I agree with you by the power of Grayskull. And I'm happy that Kevin is part of the mix. Um, we have Clark's Corner. Do you have, you have something you want to say before we close? Um, something you've been playing? Force Unleashed. Yeah, okay, he's back to retro gaming and the Force Unleashed. What about the Force Unleashed? I finished... I finished number two. You finished the second one. And yeah. Oh wow! Okay, so with you with the light side ending. Oh, with the light side ending, because there are two endings. One which allows you to, 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 to choose the dark side. If and the you light choose side. the dark side, you will die. <laughs> take it. Okay. F- okay, and this is take, and, take take that as a lesson out there, people. And if take you take it as a lesson. If you choose the light side ending, you will be in love with. You'd be in love with the with the girl with, with Juno. Oh, wow. you get romance. Wait, you get romance. Wait, with Ju- Juno. Ju- Juno, you are, you mean Ellen Page? No, not Ellen that's Page. Because I don't know if we can break certain things to your son here. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Anyway, well, when you're older, Clark. Uh, well, I think that that wraps us up here for everything that we needed and wanted to cover. Um, we, of course, will be back. Uh, there's always something to talk about. And uh, as always, uh, please like, subscribe, check us out on all of our various uh, platforms from Google Play to Stitcher uh, to, of course, our new... We're not on Freeform yet. Not on Freeform yet, <laughs> but we are, uh, we are available on YouTube. That's to be continued, to be continued to fanboypodcast.com. As always, I'm Miguel Alejandro Velez. I'm Jonathan Frakes. I'm Jonathan. And until next time... To be continued. Milk only comes in a cup. Hey guys, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Our website is www.tobecontinuedafanboypodcast.com Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and now on YouTube. 
We're also on Twitter and Facebook. Until next time.